Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, spectacular listeners. Welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. This is episode 70 that we are recording here. And um, that seems like such a big number. I'm I'm recording this right at the end of the year. So for me, um, at the time of recording, it's just about November. And looking back on the last year or so of this podcast and realizing that we have recorded 70 spectacular episodes and um, just that so many of you are listening to this and downloading this and really feeling it impact your life every single week is just, oh, it's enough to give me some shivers down my spine. So thank you for being here for episode 70. It feels incredibly special and important. We're doing a slightly different episode today. It was not the episode that I had planned, not the episode on the agenda, but you know, manifest a life like <laughs> we roll with the punches. It's always unpredictable. It's always changing. And I'm pretty excited to bring you this episode because I haven't really heard a podcast episode like this, and it was born out of um, an opportunity that we opened up to the Manifesto audience just recently, Um, and we had such an influx of replies. We had so many people that wanted to be part of the opportunity that we couldn't really fit into what we were doing, so I wanted to create another space where all of these voices could get heard and all of these stories could get told, and the podcast seemed like the best place to do that. So... Um, If you have been around the traps, if you've been following me on Instagram or um, maybe you just happened to see this coming up recently, you'll know that here at Team Holly Marie, we recently did a pivot. We've officially done a rebrand and pivoted into a new direction and kind of widened the scope. There's a previous episode all about this called A Love Letter to Manifestors. I think it's episode number 68. Um, There's also plenty of stuff on our Instagram. You can join our email list if you want to learn more about it. There's so much information I've tried to inform as much as possible to try and give you guys an insight into where we are currently at. Um, But we advertised um, something called the Pivot Party. Now, I don't know if you saw that, but the pivot party was super duper fun. I wanted to have this experience of pivoting, something that manifestors do a lot. You know, we are always changing direction. We are always moving on to a new path. Every single time we have a creative urge, it takes us to a new place. It takes us in a completely um, different direction. Sometimes it can even feel like the opposite direction, right? We've spent all this time with an urge walking in one way, building something, whether it's a business or a career or a relationship or a lifestyle. And then we go into a rest cycle and the brakes pump and the next urge that comes through kind of takes us somewhere completely different. And 
often we really have this um, social conditioning that teaches us that there's something wrong with that, that it means that we're flaky, that it means that we can't stick at things, that we're not committed. And so we develop a mindset around pivoting as manifestors that it's something to be ashamed of. It's something to be kept secret. It's something to cover up. Um, And certainly we don't like to make it public because what if we pivot and people don't get it? And they criticize us and they judge us and, you know, they try to control us and not allow us to do it. So I chose to do this pivot in the business. I've done many, many pivots before, but I chose to do this pivot completely publicly. I chose to not only say, hey, guys, this is what's going on and keep everybody informed, but I actually chose to put a a massive spotlight on myself and the team members in in Team Holly Marie in terms of our our whole business, I chose to put a spotlight on this entire process and say, come and watch. We're encouraging you to come in and watch exactly what we're doing and how we're pivoting. And I'm going to try to teach you at every step along the way and give you full access to this so that we can really remove this narrative of shame around pivoting. And at the same time, I can also utilize my experience to empower you to pivot really strongly because we need to do that. That This is a key element of who we are as manifestors, even as manifesting generators, I think too, that we need to, we need to pivot. We need to know how to do that and we need to have strength in that and we need to be rid of the shame in doing that. So for the pivot party, it was a free event. Um, We sold out all of the tickets. I mean, we allocated all of the tickets, the first 100 tickets in, it was like eight hours or something, eight and a half hours. And um, it was an incredible experience. We did have the replay up again for a couple of days afterwards, and we had several hundred more manifestors sign up for that. Uh, We did take the replay down. So if you're listening to this podcast episode, you don't have access to the replay anymore, but we might open access to that again at a future date. But for the pivot party, we did a teaching on pivots, right, on the energy of pivoting, on the strategy of pivoting. And what was really, really beautiful was that I wanted to make it such a communal experience. I wanted to make it really um, collaborative. It wasn't just to be about my voice or my experience or what I was doing. I really wanted to make this something that the manifesto community could witness in each other. So we did a call out. We did a call out to the whole community of manifestors and said, do you have a story of pivoting in anything, in business, in career, in life, in relationships, in health, in location of living, in, in anything? Do you have an experience of pivoting that you want to share? with people. We only unfortunately had three spots at the pivot party because otherwise we would have been there for hours and hours, but we just had an influx of people who wanted to share about their experience of pivoting. Um, We even had a couple of non-manifesto people who wanted to share their experience and, and their stories were so beautiful that I wanted to give an opportunity for all of those stories to be heard. I wanted to give an opportunity um, to utilize one of the platforms that we have like the podcast to get these stories of pivoting out for people to access. So that is what our episode today 
is all about. You've just got this little intro from me letting you know what's going on. And then as soon as I stop talking, we are going to share the recordings of all of these people who have submitted their pivot story. And those are going to be the podcast episode. So you'll hear these stories one after another of these people introducing themselves, sharing their story of pivoting, what the experience was, what they learned, and that they're, they're giving you an insight. I want to. Um, I want you to feel in this episode like you are sitting back at a stage show in the comfy theater chairs, and you are just listening to, you know, like a smorgasbord of speakers who are all sharing their wisdom and their insights about something that is really, really helpful for all of us. So. Without me fluffing on too much longer, without any further ado, I'm going to jump into these recordings, listen to all of them at once, you know, pause, come back, listen to them while you're driving, while you're in the shower, whatever floats your boat. This episode is for you. This episode is for the Manifesto community. And I'm so, so, so excited to bring all of these voices together in this one place for you to hear. Hello, hello. I'm so thrilled to share with you some of my personal pivots in live here um, on Holly Murray's podcasts. I'm so glad to be here. Um, there have been quite a few in my life, but I want to share the ones that had most impact. And my name is Daria. Well, it's one of my many names, but <laughs> let's just stick to that one. Um, maybe you know that feeling when you are kind of contained, like you're not letting the whole you out. As if you were wearing a really tight shirt that doesn't let you breathe all the way in and out. Well, that's how I felt growing up in Germany in a family that is part Czech and Jewish and part German. You can just imagine the clashes inside my family. And this feeling of not being able to be completely me followed me all the way after university. And that was when the first huge pivot took place when I was going abroad. I was going to Chile and what was, what followed was my decision to stay there and to start my professional career, my actual first job in Chile. And now having the human design vocabulary, I can say that it was a, it was a full on creative urge, something that cannot be explained in any, any other way. In Chile, it was like I could breathe deeper. I felt I could relax. I found I didn't stand out as much as in Germany. I was not the loud one, the quirky one, the small one. My height actually in Germany, I, I'm a very tiny person. Um, in South America, I was just average. People could never believe that I was German, which was fine by me. I just merged with the culture. And when people said, um, hey, hey, where are you from? Your, your accent sounds so different. Yeah, I'm down south. I'm from down south. <laughs> So I was working as a psychologist in the human resources department of a multinational copper company. And I noticed after passing through the first years of a lot of excitement and nonstop learning that I was not in the place that I am picturing myself to work. I was not really sure where I was picturing myself. I was just noticing that ever returning feeling of being out of place, different, not quite fitting in. And actually not really wanting to fit in, but at the same time being so, so afraid to stand out. And to keep this short and sweet, this was the second and maybe my biggest pivot in my professional career, which I have to say mostly happened on the inside and consisted in stripping away layers and layers of conditioning of shoulds, 
of have-tos, of imposed limitations that eventually led me to start my own projects and developing a program to help Spanish speakers learn a second language using the psychology perspective and teaching the how you can learn a language. How can it work? How do you actually learn? And also developing my own coaching business where I work mostly with women both in English and in Spanish and focus on empowering the own journey and healing all the emotional baggage and the stories we carry around. And here I combine so many diverse perspectives creating just the right fusion of psychology and coaching styles that I can now say I have come to a place where I allow myself to stand out. And a part of this pivot was moving away from my mother tongue since I it never created a, the same feeling of safety I feel when I speak in English or in Spanish. It's still a little bit odd to me. <laughs> it's a continuous healing process, but I have now accepted it. And the biggest aha moments or learnings have been really following this urge, this almost creative urge and finding the courage to take that step that almost no one around me could relate to or understand and holding on to the feeling of there is something, there is something I have to find, holding on to the search for answers and never stop making those baby steps towards giving myself the space that I was actually longing for. And what it has brought me, besides so many things, uh, was, for example, my life partner, my husband, who is an entrepreneur. And now I have someone around me who understands all the bees in my body, like the German saying goes. Well, actually, it's, it goes bees in the butt, but bees in the body <laughs> sounds more elegant. And also taking the necessary time for, for healing and for deconditioning and actually through human design, as well as other tools, finding a language for me to get to know myself better has been key. So I hope you can take away some insights of my story that can help you through a current or a future pivot and find a way to fit in if you need and then take the steps to reach a place where you are comfortable to stand out in your beautiful manifestorness. If you had a crazy but feasible idea, a vision, of how to make this world a better place, wouldn't you give it a try? It's scary but exciting at the same time and I must do this. Because I think and feel it's already overdue. So here's my pivot story. I'm Ben Hendricks, I'm a 5-1 emotional manifester. I'm 42 years old and I live with my family in Germany. I'm in the middle of my biggest challenge up to now. You see, I've changed from a shy engineer to a musician and a mentor for personal development. I want to go on stage and spread my message. I grew up in a family of G's and MG's in a small town. So there's been lots of conditioning and I experienced all these typical stories about hard work and money. After 18 years of working as an engineer and the project manager, I had a hard time with two burnouts in a row before I left the industry and started my own business in late 2019. Then with the pandemic, this became very tough and I found myself working for other people's dreams again. Until then, I had already been on a healing journey of more than five years, overcoming many of my inner blockings and fears. I was healing from all my suppressed feelings. I did so many things, worked a lot on myself, 
but it turned out my learning process had only just begun. After that successful fail of my business, my second son was born in December 2020. And that's why I went back into a full-time job as a project manager. Unsurprisingly, this was so exhausting every goddamn day. I wanted out from day one, but I wasn't ready for that. So it took me eight months until I had the courage to quit. It was something special that helped me take this leap of faith and I want to share this with you now. You know, I've realized because of human design and the gene keys that I've always been a heretic with a strange worldview and that this is actually my unique superpower and also my real purpose. How, how could I ever make a living out of this? <laughs> well, it seems I've found a way, but I, feel, I felt that there were still major blockings holding me back and I wanted to overcome them so that I could finally stop questioning myself. That's why I attended two sessions of reincarnation therapy, deep hypnosis healings, which means you're going back into previous lives and also into this life when I was still a baby and a child. Healing like three different traumas has changed my whole understanding of my past and all these problems in my life up to now. It helped me overcome this deeply rooted sadness and extreme anger about injustice and severe problems of mistrust and connecting with people. And in the other session, I wanted to know about that persistent, subtle crack in my voice. I knew there was something wrong. Turns out that I was a preacher in the 1400s and I must have told the people too many good things about hope and faith. And the authorities back then did not like to see my positive influence. They wanted to have the people remain in fear and poverty so that they can lead them easily like sheep. They arrested and tortured me and took away my voice. I ended up living in a monastery as a mute monk with a miserable health. After healing this past trauma, my voice and singing in this life made a significant change, including my confidence as a musician and speaker. See how important our voice is. See what is possible when you heal wounds you haven't even known before. So here I am now, a completely new version of Ben. And I'm starting New Spirit Arts. It's not just a business for me. I want it to become a positive movement. I want to inspire people to heal their wounds so that they can live their full creative potential. Because art should be raw, vulnerable, straight from the heart without limiting beliefs or fears. Because that is what we need right now. We need bold and creative people with out-of-the-box ideas for the new world. We've been living in a deeply negative culture for centuries and most of these people still do not realize that. Our system is based on manipulation and control, fear, shame and anger. And I think that's why we live the wrong values like unhealthy competition, endless productivity and being hard to ourselves all the time. There's a saying that goes, hurt people, hurt people. What if we are all hurt inside? What if we are not aware how much we are actually suffering because we are so used to it? And a system that was made by hurt people will eventually bring up more hurt people. There's nothing wrong with us. We just need to get rid of this heavy weight that we are so used to carry. So I truly believe that 
Real change starts with you and me. We cannot rely on politics or the economy. Healing ourselves is the only way out of the collective suffering. Not fighting anything or anyone, but letting go. Let's go back to our essence as far as possible, where there is pure love. When we become a critical mass of people who can get others to join, then it becomes realistic to live in joy and ease, understanding and compassion. Then we can live new values like trust, courage and co-creation. Then we can build new systems that actually make people thrive instead of keeping them small. This is the new spirit I want to bring into our culture. This is what New Spirit Arts is about. Thank you so much for listening to my story and the opportunity to share this. Hi, I'm Sandy Hayes. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the United States. And I'm a one-third emotional manifester. And um, I am an empath manifestation coach, Reiki master, and Akashic Records reader. So my story starts about four years ago when I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called lupus. At that time, I was actually in my last semester for my master's degree while also working full time. A great combination for a manifester, but um, I continued to push myself, saying that I would stop after I graduated and slow down um, and take better care of myself. Um, so I did end up graduating, but I actually reached the worst point of my health within a month after the graduation. I was completely burnt out and I was drained, I was exhausted, and I was, I just couldn't take it anymore. So during my life, I would, um, I would categorize myself as a people pleaser. Um, I was always putting others' needs and emotions ahead of my own while being completely disconnected and often disassociated from my own body and my own emotions. Um, and this is very characteristic of an empath as well, which I say I am. Um, and basically becoming a sick as I was, I couldn't avoid my body anymore. My issues were staring me in the face. And after a few months, I decided um, that I was going to heal. I didn't know how, but I believed that it would work, but I believed that it would work out. Little did I know that this was my path and my purpose. Um, I finally started pulling my energy back and my focus off of everyone else. And I put it on me instead. And this was a gradual process, uh, but this was really part of the healing, healing the people pleasing, healing um, that root cause of the autoimmune disease, which had to do with people pleasing, had to do with a lot of um, trauma. And at that point, I just didn't have the energy to give to others anymore. So during that first year, I experimented with various things related to my physical health. Um, I also kept track of my symptoms during that time. I was experiencing brain fog, arthritis and neuropathy in my right shoulder. I, was, uh, I had a lot of food intolerances and sensitivities, cystic acne, psoriasis, weak muscles and chronic fatigue and exhaustion. Um, 
I went to work and back, but it, I felt like a zombie. Um, I realized as well that I also had undiagnosed anxiety uh, for most of my life since I had been able to mask it with an eating disorder, um, like I said, throughout my entire life. Um, but after that first year, I was able to heal um, significantly, about 30%. And I could actually start functioning like a human being again. Um, after that, I finally had this passion and this drive to start learning and experimenting about different things. Um, I started with spirituality. I got into Reiki and eventually got attuned towards the end of 2019. I also started diving into dealing with my own trauma, which I learned not only comes from this lifetime, but also ancestrally and from past lives, if you believe that. Um, the ancestral trauma uh, concept has actually been scientifically proven and it's carried uh, in our DNA for about three to four generations. Um, so it's really, really fascinating and part of what I do to help my clients um, heal and what I've done to help myself heal. But um, backtracking, I made the decision in 2020 to reconnect to my body completely and my emotions. And since then, the last couple of years have been a whirlwind of emotions. And again, I'm an emotional manifester, but I had been so disconnected from my emotions and so coming back into that and feeling that emotional connection, that emotional wave. And now I know what all of this is, how intensely I feel things. But, but back to that, I, I know it was really needed um, for my healing. And I worked with so many different healing modalities and people, including therapists, coaches, and I even went to an ayahuasca retreat. So during this time, I left uh, an unhealthy relationship. I challenged the relationship with my mom. It's actually now stronger than ever before, which is amazing. Um, I got a better full-time job. I started my business. I made incredible friends while manifesting freedom and love um, through my body and through my external reality and just seeing so many shifts through out it all. It's just been incredible and it continues to, to happen. But during all of this, like I said, I decided that I wanted to start a coaching and energy healing business. And throughout this, I've pivoted many times, changing and evolving my niche and feeling like different things about what I'm here to do. And I've really pieced the puzzle together um, through all of these. And I'm sure it'll continue growing and expanding as I do in this process. But as of now, I really help empower empaths to heal the root cause of autoimmune disease and or anxiety really in order to help um, my clients manifest better health more happiness and joy along with finding a deeper loving connection to all parts of themselves which then translates to having better relationships romantic and platonic um, and then i also help with um, expand uh, a combination of healing this trauma it also helps empaths really connect to their psychic gifts as a result of that so doing this inner work shifts every area of your life and i am so grateful that i hit that rock bottom because i wouldn't be where i am today 
where I've healed so significantly, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Hi, I am Luca, and my pivot story is not about a specific event or a project where I've pivoted, but rather it is a story about how I pivoted my approach to life. So last year I was in New Zealand and at the same time I was wondering what to do with my life, what was my next step, what do I want to do. And I thought I wanted to do a master's program and I had even been accepted into a master's program and I thought it was, you know, the safe route to take. And yet at the same time I felt like there was something severely wrong with that. I felt uneasy, I felt like I was you know, puppeteered to that decision. Yet I didn't know what else to do with my life. And I, I have many interests, so I was a little overwhelmed. You know, there were so many things I was considering, but how could I decide? So making a decision was another problem. I wanted to make a decision so bad, but it always seemed so elusive to come to a clear decision. And I always affirmed to everyone around me, like, I don't know what to do. I have so many interests, which now in retrospect, no, just worsened the problem. And uh, so at the moment of the greatest tension, frustration, anger at myself, I just said to heck with it. And I withdraw my place from the master's program and I made the decision to actually not make a decision. And in that moment, I felt a certain lightness, I felt elation, I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. And instead of making that decision, I just decided or rather intended to enjoy New Zealand, travel around New Zealand, have fun, enjoy myself. And additionally, I also stopped reaffirming that I don't know what to do. I just stopped saying it to everyone else. And interestingly, as I stopped saying that, I suddenly knew what to do. It suddenly all became so clear. I was just, I had the, these creative urges and these inspirations, and I knew I would just follow them. And it was, it was honestly what is that simple. And um, now I am following my creative urges. I am growing an online business. I am writing and I'm painting and I absolutely feel happier than ever. And it was all to this moment where I decided that I don't want to act any longer in accordance with what I have been conditioned to what I should be doing or what I should be liking or what was the quote unquote safe path to take. Rather, I decided that it was time to follow my own path. And it was as simple as just following the path. I didn't need to know the exact outcome. I didn't need to know where I will come out at the end. It was just taking one step at a time and really tuning into my intuition, tuning into my heart and doing what felt most natural to me and what was essentially my highest excitement. And since I have started this kind of pivot in life where I was not looking towards 
toward outside opinions, toward other people, toward society, what to do, but rather tune inward. So my whole approach to life has pivoted from external orientation to internal orientation. Yet I know that I'm easily inspired by the outside world. I have an undefined crown center, but this can be a blessing and a curse. So uh, I tune, I, I let myself be inspired, but I also tune into my inner space to really discern what's true to me and what's perhaps what other people, you know, have projected onto me. And in this story journey, in the last year or so, I've learned three main lessons, which just follow me everywhere and make my life so much more easily. And the first one is that being indecisive is also a decision. When you feel like you don't know what to do, you are indecisive, that is a decision. Maybe the, it's time. It's not time to make the decision right now. And this can be so, so, so freeing, so liberating, because we are brought up believing that being decisive all the time is a great virtue. And if you don't know what to do, you're kind of lacking and you're missing a very important, you know, attribute. So allowing yourself to not make a decision is such a liberating experience. The second learning was that I stopped affirming what I don't want. I just stopped saying it. It's as simple as that. You don't, you know, it's more difficult to change your thoughts, but at least you can stop telling everyone about what you don't like or what you don't want and turn around, talk about what you do want and things can rapidly shift. And my third learning and perhaps the most important one is to just radically follow my heart and intuition. Even if I don't know where it will lead me, even if it doesn't make sense, even if reason and logic are really hanging in the air and don't know what to make of it, it's... It takes trust and it takes faith, but just do it as often as possible and you will develop that trust and that faith. And even if doubt will be present sometimes, you can you can still trust your intuition, you can still trust your heart because it always leads you to exactly where you need to be and where you want to be and sometimes even to better places. So yeah, I hope, I hope this pivoting story has inspired you a little and you can take some, some of it with you on this journey. I'm Marion Cloetes, French love coach, and many other things. For context, I am, of course, a manifester. I have ego authority, and I have a one for profile, which explains so much about <laughs> what I'm about to tell you. So my first big professional pivot was when I decided that I needed to move to Argentina right after graduating. So I graduated from business school in 2017 um, from a master in business management and um, an MSc of entrepreneurship. And I really got this clear nudge to go to Argentina, which I obliged. So there I was, 25, already with a marketing business, but wanting to move to one-on-one -on -one coaching um, on business topics, marketing topics. And I kind of uprooted myself all the way to Argentina, which was really tough in hindsight. Um, I kind of fell into the trap of listening to a lot of what the online business world 
was about all the advice and all the shoots and all the expectation and all the hustle and all the you have to work eight hours a day or 12 hours a day otherwise you don't want it bad enough um until obviously i you know i could really wasn't working i wasn't doing it anyway i was just putting immense pressure on myself so i took a step back from all of that i actually started to do more naps uh, i discovered the whole kind of spirituality thing manifestation um started to meditate, to listen to positive affirmations. And it's really been life-changing, of course. And in hindsight, I think that the fact that I went so far away from home with, you know, basically, and of course I had friends where I was, but like I had a limited social life, I had limited support. It really created a lot of space in my life, which is all the space that spirituality used um and i really feel like it's a it, it was a very a turning point in discovering where i was and not only who i thought i was or what i thought i should be which obviously is a huge 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 difference um i started i i kept on traveling over the years i was a digital nomad for about three years I did different coaching things. Um, I went to, you know, I started in business and marketing. I did lifestyle design. I did intuition coaching. Um, so I kind of pivoted gradually towards more and more personal topics until reaching love coaching. So everything has to do with relationship, with sex, even talking about BDSM and kink um, as as ways to grow. Um, and now I do a bit of everything. <laughs> I reintroduced business offers um, in my business because I love talking about business and marketing. And I call myself a love coach because everything has to do with love anyways. Um, obviously, it's not a coincidence that my defined channels you know, are, are about um, spiritual awakening and uh, self-love because this is all what I'm for and a couple of years ago so after about two years three years of intense traveling and I loved it and was also very tired and I just wanted to find more peace which I'm sure you will be able to relate with I had this huge huge nudge to go in Bali where I kid you not two weeks in I sat next to my soulmate in a very beautiful and random way I met my partner who invited me to come and visit him in the UK, which I did. And that was two years and a half ago. And that's where I live. That's where I am right now, actually. I live in the middle of the country. I've been living here for the past two years and a half. And it's been it's been wonderful. The peace here is amazing. I am surrounded with fields and you have sheep. And it has been an adjustment to go from living in busy cities and traveling to living here and it was exactly what was needed and my most recent pivot was starting to make products i got this nudge about a year ago so i started experimenting and now i make items handcrafted um candles and clay and you know like manual things as a regular part of my business which has been such a surprise and has been of course so much needed so every time I've had like a pivot and I feel like my life is filled with a hundred pivots every time I've had one 
I have felt a bit of fear, obviously, and frustration, as in like, oh, not again, I've just spent so much energy building this, and now you're telling me I have to start again. But we never start from scratch, and also the fear was coming from the fact that I thought that people might not follow me, or might get lost in what I do, Um, which is why informing, of course, has always, always been so important because while I am in the process or even before I started acting on these notice, I would, uh, and I am trying to make a habit of that even more, I would start to inform my community, inform the people around me, there is a change coming, this is what's going to happen. I don't really have all the answers yet, but I know it's going to happen. And people have been watching me doing that for years, which I think is in itself very impactful. So we're never done, that's for sure. Um, and trust your nudges. I think that would be like the sum up. It's always kind of been easy for me to trust my nudge. Uh, my nudges, my mind <laughs> has been resisting it with more or less um, strength. But eventually all of them are helping me and helping us to really tap into our full authentic expression which I know is something we hear a lot of online and can sound like empty words however this is what we're here for you know just living out our full expression because that's how we impact the world I have had a lot of different failures over the course of my life from losing state championships when I played softball when I was younger we would practice literally all year and then we would lose the state championship and it was the worst feeling in the world at that time to not making the volleyball team in my sophomore year of high school due to politics but in turn this led me to meeting my now best friend and also failures like relationships specifically when i stayed in an abusive relationship for far too long for too many years when i should have gotten out and i just decided to ignore all of the different signs and signals that were coming my way and also i consider gaining 60 pounds in that relationship a big failure in terms of my health and then i ended up losing that weight but then i gained it back again after i started my business and got pregnant and I attributed that to a failure too. So over the course of my life, it's been a slew of failures in sports, sporting events and relationships and my health and my business, which speaking of prior to the business that I have now, I started eight different businesses before this one doing anything that I can think of that would get me one step closer to leaving my nine to five job. It was everything from um, graphic design, which is what I got my college degree in, to um, opening up an Etsy shop to sell custom prints, to a wedding planning business after I started that one after I got married because I thought the whole process was fun, to joining a um, a multi-level marketing network marketing company and then doing dropshipping and you name it, I've probably done it at some point. And each time one of those businesses failed, I thought it reflected something poorly back on me. But what I have learned over the course of my whole life really is 
that all of these failures were a part of my journey and I would not trade them for anything. Of course, we can't see that when it's happening, when we're in the middle of that failure, we can't really see what the future is going to hold for us. But I know now that I will continue to fail, but instead of looking at these failures as something that's negative, I'm now looking at them at lessons and I'm not going to continue to beat myself up like I did in the past, right? Like I know that a lot of people, if they fail at something, whatever it is, whether that's trying to lose weight and you end up eating a donut and then you beat yourself up and then you go binge eat even more because you're so upset with yourself and then it just sends you down this negative thought spiral trust me, I know I've been there. We need to really understand that these are just lessons, right? And also I have learned just, like I said, over the course of my life, and especially in the past few years, that every step that I take in my life and my business journey, it's part of the larger journey. And I've also learned to view these lessons, not as good or bad anymore, either just lessons that I'm taking with me as I continue to go on this journey of entrepreneurship, of going on this journey as somebody who is a soul having a human experience, right? Getting closer to source and fulfilling my purpose in life, which is to help other women have freedom in their own lives, to start and grow their own businesses so that they can reach those really big goals that they have for themselves. So, I guess my biggest tip for anybody listening to this right now is if you are in the middle of experiencing some kind of failure in your life, know that you're not alone. Anything that you're going through right now, somebody else has gone through before in some capacity and they have only gotten stronger because of it and you will get stronger because of whatever experience you're going through as well. So I really hope that this was helpful. If you want even more information about the different failures that I have, I've had throughout my life, I would be more than happy to share in more detail. If anybody wants to reach out, I don't want to take up a ton of time here. But I will just say that I have experienced a lot of different things over the past 32 years of my life. And I know that I will continue to experience even more. And I am just now so looking forward to this journey of truly living my best life and experiencing all of these failures because I know that they will only lead me or continue to lead me to my greater purpose. So again, I hope that this was helpful. But if you have any questions you want to talk, you can always send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at the Blake Collective. Oh my gosh. Wow. (laughs) How amazing were all of those stories? How I just love listening to all of those voices and all of that power that comes through. It gives me such a sense of being activated by other people and being activated by their experiences and that authentic wisdom that comes from a lived experience that then 
then gets shared. It gets imparted, right? We get to allow that to infuse into us and integrate with our being and propel us forward into new things. So I hope that you love that as much as I did. If you have a story of pivoting, please reach out and share it with us. We would love to hear it. You are welcome to DM us if you would like on Instagram. Um, we love, love, love you sharing it on stories and tagging us and and then everybody gets to share in that joy too. So if you have a story of pivoting, please pop it on your social media and tag us and we would just love to jump in there and share that story and celebrate with you. Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.